the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? Forecast calling for a kind of cloudy afternoon with some sun at times. Maybe a shower or a thunder shower, 86 the high, low of 73 tonight. Tomorrow, a good deal of clouds, a few showers and thunder showers possible, and a high of 88. Later on this hour, looking forward to having Kerry Vaughn join the program. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, which, among other things, has the Love Worth Finding program with Dr. Adrian Rogers. We hear that each weekday morning at 6. We chat with him about the ministry, which happens to be our ministry of the month for July. Details on that coming up also on our homepage, where there's a free download of a resource called Does Character Count? There's a book we're giving away each day called Adrianisms, The Collected Wit and Wisdom of Adrian Rogers, and a big grand prize, too. So help yourself to get entered on all that and uh, WFIL.com, and we'll look forward to hearing more about that and the ministry in general with Kerry Vaughn in a little bit. Sports in the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs signing quarterback Patrick Mahomes to a 10-year, $450 million extension. Could be worth up to $503 million by the time it's all said and done. First few years are guaranteed. That's the little caveat there. It's the biggest contract in professional sports, although it's not fully guaranteed. Uh, he was the league and Super Bowl MVP last year at age 24, the uh, first time that's ever happened. Someone so young has accomplished both. The other huge contract in pro sports, Mike Trout, uh, 12 years, $426.5 million, fully guaranteed in baseball. Speaking of which, that's the uh, contract that Mahomes is, has eclipsed. Speaking of baseball, opening day 2020. Set for July 23rd. A couple of games that night. And the next night, the Phillies open their season against the Marlins. And to help us chat about that a bit, longtime friend, contributor, and all-around good guy, Rob Motti, joining us. Hey, Rob. Hey, Timmy. How are you, bud? Good to hear your voice. Same here. Rob is the head writer for the Associated Press for the Phillies and the Eagles. I guess it's been 20 years now. Covered thousands of games. Hosts his own show called Faith on the Field, among many other endeavors. And today, want to pick your brain because baseball's apparently back, right? That's what that's what we're hearing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, or, or 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 they are for now, Timmy. They're back for now. The NBA and the NHL are inching their way closer to returning later this week, and um, it like this is a a very challenging endeavor for all of these sports leagues to be able to pull this off. I was skeptical in the beginning. Then last week after going to the ballpark the first day, talking to some of the players and, and Joe Girardi each day via Zoom calls because now we're no longer able to have any one-on-one contact, I started to feel over the weekend a little bit more encouraged. I thought, I think they might be able to pull this off. Everybody's really trying to do their part to stay healthy, to follow all the protocols, et cetera. And then over the last two days, we've been hearing 
some of the difficulties and some of the glitches in the process. And today when we hear Matt Klintak say that Adam Hadley never tested positive for COVID-19 or the coronavirus, and instead they sent in his test and got no results for several days, that makes you question. And then you see other teams around the league where uh, the Angels, for example, had to do their own saliva test because whoever it was that does the test never showed up at the ballpark. And it, it seems to me that the pro- and other players saying, Sean Doolittle from the Nationals saying that he was tested, didn't have his results for a couple days and was still there and was talking to reporters via a video conference. And it, it seems like there's some flaws and glitches in the process and that could be significant because we all know the serious nature of if someone tests positive and having to remove them from the field, from the team, from the locker room, the clubhouse, the dugout, et cetera. So I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a very challenging process. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rob Motti our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. You mentioned uh, Sean Doolittle from the Nationals. They're supposed to open up the season against the Yankees, last year's champs, the uh, Nationals. And then the Giants and Dodgers on opening night, the, the 23rd of July. The next night, the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park against the Marlins open up their season at 7.05. Of course, without fans, some rule changes in effect. We could chat about that for a minute. But just to pick up on what you said, on that Zoom call with uh, Matt Klentak, the Phillies GM, earlier today, which both of us were on, another uh, a local host, Howard Eskin, very well known in Philadelphia, Really came across very strong. In fact, on a side note, I think he actually used to work at WFIL. <laughs> he, was a, he was like a producer years ago. Um, How about that? Yeah. I remember talking to him at the ballpark one time about that. He asked Klentak rather pointedly, as Howard tends to do, why Major League Baseball is even going ahead with this when there are these glitches you've referred to. What are your thoughts on that? Because what if four players test all of a sudden and now do you, do you shut the – because in Japan, I think, they're, or Korea, they're, they're shutting – the season down for three weeks if even one player tests positive. Yeah, Howard's had that same question for Joe Girardi a couple times. I'm not sure if he's expecting a different answer. Yeah. But I, I, I love Howard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, it, the bottom line, why are they trying to play? Economics. That's the reason. They're doing it for financial uh, reasons. They're trying to play in the middle of a pandemic because of television contracts. They're not going to be able to get fans in the stadium, so they're going to lose – uh, on that revenue. However, the television contracts are significant enough to where it will be somewhat beneficial. And I know some owners around Major League Baseball are concerned with the 60 game schedule, no fan TV revenue might not be enough for them. And there might be, but that, that's the bottom line. It all comes down to money. That's why uh, nothing has changed as far as the virus itself since the beginning. There is no cure and there is no vaccine yet businesses are starting to open because of the economy. And I think sports are no different, Timmy. Interesting. Well, and, and, and along those lines, if you think about it, the 2020 season is obviously a very fluid thing, uncharted uh, territory due to the nature of the virus. Um, but not to be forgotten, the athletes are competitive. I mean, they want to win in a normal situation. What are your thoughts on how this may play out in terms of if the competitive part will emerge, that wins and losses will matter, eventually pennant races, uh, becoming on the front burner. Because in the end, players and executives get judged on performance uh, compared to, uh, well, it was a strange year, doesn't matter if we won or not. 
Or do you think the season will just be a success this year to have it happen with no major catastrophes and uh, and see this as a starting point of sorts? Got to start somewhere, hopefully set up 2021 for a more normal year. I think the season would be a success if no players or anyone related to a player has died from coronavirus. I yeah. think that number one, that, that would be a successful season because everything else, like you said, it's fluid. We don't know how far the, if it, once they start, they may not finish. I do think as far as the competition, it will be competitive. Once players get on the field, they're, they're going to play and they're going to try and compete as hard as they can. And even if you have a handful of guys being pulled off the field and, and having to sit out seven days, 10 days, 14 days, whatever it may be, whoever steps into their place, whether they're backup players or minor league players, are trying to make a name for themselves and earn a contract and a significant stay in the big league. So everyone out there is going to be competitive. It might not be – I think with baseball it's going to be different because the guys had started spring training and they're going to go back out there. And, and right now they're further along than they would have been had they had no spring training. I right. think the sport – that is going to struggle the most to display a good product will be the NFL because they had no off-season workouts whatsoever. They're still disputing how many days of training camp. There can't be joint practices, how many preseason games, if any, there are because the players don't want any and the league wants two. I think the product in the NFL, if we get to a point where they get on the field, that's going to be diminished because uh, you're not going to have the quality of play early on. And then that's also lack of practice is going to probably lead to more injuries. I think baseball, the product will be better. I think basketball, the product will be okay too as well. And, and same for hockey. So uh, as far as the product itself and what we see, football is probably has the most to lose. Rob Motti with the Associated Press, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation going. Also, Carrie Vaughn from Love Worth Finding going to join us later on in the hour. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Rob Motti, our guest for a few moments here on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. He is the head writer for the Associated Press for the Phillies and Eagles. Been doing that a couple of decades now. Hosts his own show called Faith on the Field. Um, just let's talk baseball for itself for a second, you know, assuming that the games can happen and what are fans going to see? First of all, you know, as well as I do at the Eagles games, there are folks who will just go and tailgate. They can't get a ticket or whatever, but they're out there experiencing the fireworks from afar. And that's enough for them. The ambiance, if, if nothing else, do you think that the, um, there might be a little bit of that with Philly, the Phillies because in baseball in general, cause you know, it's been a long time in coming back. Or do you think it'll be discouraged by the teams even or even not allowed because of that would mean X amount of people are in a large space together? Yeah, I don't think it would be allowed um, in the team parking lot. Like the, the team is not going to allow uh, fans to I, – I, I would be very surprised if the teams allow fans to congregate in parking lots and hold tailgates without entering the stadium. I think there could be too many liability issues. Sure. So I, I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt that would happen um, at all. And you know, speaking with the the NFL folks, like they're still holding out some sort of hope that eventually, maybe some sort of fans, a number of fans, can end up in the stadium. But we're 
too early to determine that. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I I don't know, but baseball, I can't I can't see that happening. Besides, with baseball, like you know, the tailgates, it's it's not quite like football. You right. know that. I mean, right. football people are tailgating. Baseball, it's never been quite like football as far as the tailgate sport. No, I don't know. Are bars going to be open again? If, if not, because most of the time tailgates are associated with drinking, going to a bar, right. and et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was thinking from the Philly standpoint, if folks can't be, be in there, the next best thing might be you know, wanting to. I, I'm bringing this up. Actually, I didn't know if you had heard or not because I have not. If folks are like, I can't wait to go, well, at least I'll be across the street <laughs> and I can kind of feel it from over here. But uh, you're right. It's not the typical tailgate sport the way football is. So, uh, and I agree with you. I'm guessing they will at, at probably not allow it, and uh, you know, or so, some kind of a very minimal amount of it. I, I, I'm not sure. But on the field, just a couple quick things for fun. Your thoughts uh, on the product that people will see, and, and the reality is, even though fans can't be there, the vast majority of people who take in a ball game are doing so on TV or online. They're, you know, not, there's only forty five thousand or so that can fit in a stadium in a given week, but there are many more people who watch from home. So. It's not like all is lost. It'll be different. But uh, when folks are watching on TV, one of the rules, of course, all National League games are now going to have the designated hitter. So if you're looking forward to seeing Aaron Nola hit or whoever else, that's not going to be happening this year. What you, I know you're a hitter. You love playing softball. And what are your thoughts on the DH in the National League? I'm happy to see it. I've always been in favor of it. I never really wanted to see hitters, uh, pitchers hit. Uh, the only time I've ever been interested in seeing pitchers hit would be like when it's the good hitting pitchers, guys like Madison Bumgarner, uh, Zach Greinke, that kind of thing. Yeah. But even then, you know, who, who, want, who wants to, a good hitting pitcher is still going to be a sub 250 hitter. So uh, I think this is a good thing. It helps the Phillies who have a, a surplus of guys who they could use in that position. I think it's going to be a more, it's going to be more productive for offenses in the National League. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't like the idea of putting a runner on second base to start the 10th inning. I think that's gimmicky. That's not what baseball is, and, right. and that's where I draw the line. Yeah, that's almost like so- a softball game or something. You start with a one-on-one count or something you know, to speed the game up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So. exactly. It, it's changing the game. And then if you're going to do that, then where do you – you know, I did a show on this on the Fanatic uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, if you start doing that, then where do you, where do you stop? You then start going to playground rules and go, all right, we can call new batting order once a game. So if our uh, eight, nine, one hitters are up in the bottom of the ninth, we're going to just say, nah, we're going to send up our three, four, five hitters now. And, yeah. you know, what else, what else are you going to do? So I, I think they have to be careful. I hope that that's only for this season. But this isn't a, this isn't a rule that they're putting in place simply because of the pandemic. Yeah. This is something that they tried in the minor leagues for the past couple of years, too, as well. Yeah. One last thing for you as we wrap up our chat. I know you've got plenty going on today. Uh, you mentioned we talked, kind of referenced Howard Eskin earlier. Uh, I do some, and you know this, I do some ride sharing every now and again. And the other day I picked up somebody who uh, used to go to Eastern. And we were, while we were talking over time, I was like, yeah, there was a time my, my friend Rob Body he was hosting, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's when Carson Wentz was there in the rain. And so... Talk about that side of you. You know, your life, obviously, sports is a huge thing. But first and foremost, I know you love the Lord and you have this faith in the field broadcast you do. And uh, just how, you know, how you approach that broadcast and your hopes for that and, and uh, reaching people, whether it's a live event like that one with Carson Wentz at Eastern or, or, in, or speaking events that you do, too. Yeah, thank you, Timmy. And, and uh, Faith on the Field show is live uh, on 610 ESPN on the weekend, Sundays at 11 
uh, 11 in the morning. It's also on 107.5 Alive on Saturdays at 10. You can also listen to all broadcasts just by going to facebook.com or all platforms uh, for podcasts. But it's something that I'm very passionate about. It's interviewing Christian athletes, talking to them about their faith, but also each week we have a, very, a different topic that Remy and I, who is my co-host, my wife Remy, we talk about and we discuss. And uh, I felt very timely this week. Uh, I really, it was one of my favorite episodes. We just talked about putting Christ back into Christianity because as we look around in, in this society and in today's culture, especially in an election year, I'm seeing so many Christians who allow political party affiliation to really pollute their Christian hearts and Christian minds. And simply the point of being a Christian is to have a Christ-like heart. And the essence of Christianity is to love like Jesus, forgive like Jesus, care like Jesus, have compassion like Jesus. And and I'm seeing a lot of uh, political arguments and political posts on social media, and it gets downright nasty. And, And a lot of it is from those who profess to be Christians, and, and I say take a step and, and remember that your loyalty to Jesus Christ should take precedence over your loyalty to any political party affiliation. So that's one thought I wanted to share with people. Uh, yeah. I appreciate sharing that with your listeners today. Sure, absolutely. And again, faithonthefieldshow.com is a good hub to then you know look at previous episodes as well? Yeah, uh, you can get all past episodes. We've had guests all over the country, players who are likely future Hall of Famers. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, an awesome opportunity to really bring Christ into our marketplace of sports. Amen. Good work. Good deal. Good to talk to you, my friend. Please greet your lovely wife and daughters for us, and we'll catch up with you again sometime soon. Will do, Timmy. As always, a pleasure. Thank you. Rob Motti, longtime head writer for the Phillies and the Eagles for the Associated Press, also with Faith on the Field, the radio show. Quick break. We'll turn things around and bring in Carrie Vaughn, the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, which, among other things, has a Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers' program, our Ministry of the Month for July, by the way. Uh, that program airs 6 o'clock each weekday morning. We'll chat with Carrie in just a moment. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show forecast, the balance of the afternoon, kind of cloudy, some sun at times, maybe a shower, thunder shower, 86 the high, low of 73 tonight, a lot of clouds and a few showers, thunder showers possible tomorrow, high 88. Major League Baseball opening day, July 23rd. couple of games that day. And the 24th, which is a Friday, the Phillies open their season against the Marlins 7-5 at Citizens Bank Park. No fans allowed in, though. Watch it on TV. And in pro football, Kansas City Chiefs signing quarterback Patrick Mahomes to the biggest contract in professional sports. Ten years, $450 million. An extension there, although only three years or so are guaranteed uh, compared to Mike Trout, who plays baseball. Twelve-year, $426 million and a half contract, which is guaranteed for those keeping score at home. You listen to the Tim DeMoss show, and we're glad to bring on someone who's becoming an old friend rather quickly, Carrie Vaughn, the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Tim, I'm doing wonderful. Good to hear your voice, and uh, hey, good to be back on. Yeah, it's nice to have you on every now and again. It's great to have folks uh, know, of course, they know the ministry itself, the program, Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers airs 6 o'clock each weekday morning, several times on the weekend as well. But we also like to, every now and again, pause and help folks get to understand the ministry better so they can appreciate it in a different way. And so uh, 
want to have you on to chat a bit about the ministry and whatever else we wind up chatting about. Um, so one well, that to, sounds great. They're good. Okay, uh, good. We say this often, but you know, partnerships. You know, it's kind of a household name, but truly, uh, WFIL and uh, the host station and you and and really the whole team uh, has been more like a family to love worth finding. We have. Uh, in concert together, served and have walked through this ministry uh, in a very effective way, and I can't thank you enough. Amen. Amen. We're glad to be here, and and life is relationship in in so many ways, and uh, we're glad that you feel that way. We feel the same way. Uh, maybe let me start off with this, even before going into other questions or some specifics. For f- folks, may or may not realize that you know it costs to do the ministry that you do. I think they probably would understand if you brought it up, but sometimes people just say, Hey, this is good program. Can you throw it on the air? Like, like it's airtime's free. We all work for free. <laughs> so that's not sure. the case, right? Sure. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Yes. Jokingly, we, we often say that the gospel is free, but media is not. And, and that's true though, right? We have to, we have to pay to play and we have to pay to be on the radio stations and the TV stations. And so when we ask our, our constituents, and we ask our partners uh, to give, uh, we really mean that we need your gift. It's not just a you know petition, and it's not just a regular appeal. We really need the gift. I mean, we, we live and die by the faithful support of our donors, and so we're very grateful. But you're right, Tim. I mean, it, it costs to do media, uh, even though the gospel's free itself. Yeah. So, so talk on that for a moment, and I'm bring I'm the one bringing it up. You didn't call me asking, can we come on the air and ask for money? I'm bringing it up. <laughs> right, I want to clarify that, and we definitely want to share about other things what the ministry is. But at this point in our in our history and Love Worth Finding's history with Adrian Rogers, folks know that they, they most folks know the ministry, or many people already do. They listen each morning. They're appreciating it. What um what would be exciting for you to see? Uh, because I, sometimes I think people don't really realize how important it is for them to actually take a moment, go to the website or call in and say, let me help out, whether it's mm-hmm. once in a while, once a year, uh, or as a month, I'm guessing monthly obviously helps Love Worth Finding, you know, have a, a, a stronger foundation and know what they're doing. But assume that people are like, oh, yeah, we love the program and we didn't really think of it before or whatever. Paint a picture for people to understand the appreciation of what it's like and how it enables you when they support the program to do what you do. Well, that's a great question. Let's talk about the why. Let's talk about why should people support or why should people give or partner or be a part of this ministry. Um, A few things. Number one, we believe that the ministry of Adrian Rogers is profound truth simply stated. And so if you're 90 years old, or if you're nine years old, you understand and comprehend the Word of God. Because Dr. Rogers puts it in such a way when he preaches that it's easy to digest, and so people understand the Word of God, they receive the Word of God, and they walk in newness in Him. So we just feel like we have an anointed message that is profound truth, simply stated, that anybody can be a part of that, and anybody can receive the good news of Jesus Christ. That's number one. Number two, we also feel like we may be the fastest way to reach the most people with the best gospel. 
And let me define that. We may be the fastest way or the easiest way because we're tied to radio and TV and digital, and we have you know things you can download off the website. We have the app. And so we're all things, right? And so we may be the best way to reach the most people. We broadcast in 195 countries, and we're tied to 2,500 radio outlets with the best gospel. And so when you begin to think about that, and you begin to think, you know, even with the next generation, with all the digital opportunities that we have with the app and the website, we've become a new ministry to new generations. And then lastly, I would say this, you know, we we are a little biased, but we feel like Adrian Rogers is America's pastor. We feel like he was a prophet. We feel like God uh, truly anointed him in a special way. And so when people hear his message, uh, they are drawn to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so our job every day, every week, is to get it out. And you know that, Tim. And so when people give, when they say, hey, we want to give, what you're saying is we want to reach the world for Christ. And we want to get the Word of God into the hands of the people, into the hearts of the people, so God can do a wonderful thing. And so when you give, just know this, you give directly to winning souls. We don't do anything else but introduce people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and then we come behind them, and we help mature them in their walk with all the resources we have and with all the information we have at their fingertips. Kerry Vaughn is our guest. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and perhaps on the app. So that's the why. And for I love what you're saying there because something I'll toss out every now and again during the show is just this little phrase that Jesus died for you, but not just for you. And mm. a, a way of reminding – because none of us needs probably any help creating our own personal preferences of how we like to go to church and what our favorite books are, the Bible, or whatever, and kind of how we like things to be comfortable spiritually, if you want to call it that, forgetting sometimes or even sharing the gospel the way we feel comfortable doing it. And I think it's always helpful to be reminded God loves us fiercely, each one of us, but we're supposed to hopefully be a, a conduit and just a, 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 to push it out. And so when you when you share that, if people give to the Ministry of Love Worth Finding, they do two things, at least. Well, one, they keep the program on in Philadelphia, because you have to obviously be a good steward of the resources. Yes. But then beyond that, helps keep things going, the, the overall work of the Ministry of Love Worth Finding. So it's it serves them here. If they like listening with their coffee each morning, they're driving to work, or they got the program on, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen for free. They have to understand even if they only gave one time in their lifetime, they should do that. I want to encourage people to, to own it a bit. You'll, you'll hear the program differently if you've given something to it. And then beyond that, you're helping others and, and you know, hear the gospel. So, I, yeah, yeah it, it's, the, it's the two E's. You're right. It's the two E's. Number one, exposure, right? So you give us exposure there and that market. And then number two, it's evangelism. And so, you know, you said it great a few moments ago. There's nobody that is too bad they can't be saved, and nobody too good they need not be saved. And that is the ministry of Love Worth Finding. Gary Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, our guest. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. WFIL. Live and local. 
It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Our guest, Carrie Vaughn, the CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, including the program Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers, which is our Ministry of the Month for July. One of the prizes folks can win is Adrianisms, the collected wit and wisdom of Adrian Rogers. We give that away every day on the uh, station here. And uh, maybe just speak to that for a second. Talk about that book and if you have a favorite Adrianism or two yourself. You know what? When when Adrian Rogers um, really felt God's call to the ministry, and he was obedient in that process, the Lord gave him the full package. The Lord gave him the wit and the wisdom and the charisma, and he was very articulate and he was very um, relational. And you know, hey, he was even athletic. He was a good-looking man. I mean, he had the full package to be, again, America's pastor. We really believe that. Yeah. And so, you know, when he came out with the Adrianisms, it's wonderful. We had volume one and volume two, and a few years ago we said, hey, let's make volume three, which means we're going to add more to it, and then put all the volumes together. It's one of the best products we have, and it's things like this. Uh, sometimes the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Hmm. And, you know, they're just great sayings that are just a shot in the arm for that day, or just an encouragement in a, in a very special way. Uh, and he was good at that. He was good at, at, at giving different phrases and cliches, and he was really the master at that. And we put all that into this volume called Adrianisms. You're going to love it. And I would say this, even for people in the business world, and even for people in your community, definitely the church, but this is a way to really bring people into the fold and start having conversations about spiritual things, because Dr. Rogers talks a lot about leadership, and he talks a lot about character, right? Uh, one time somebody said, um, what is Dr. Rogers' greatest strength? Well, I would say preaching. And this person who was very close to him said, character. His greatest strength is character. Mm-hmm. He's a man of integrity. And because of that, and because he is close and clean before God, God continues to bless him and give him favor. And so anybody that's close to him, the church, love worth finding, the staff, the family, they get blessed as well because God is blessing a honest man who is full of integrity. And so, you know, when you read this character count, it does, and that's a wonderful resource. But the Adrianisms, uh, you're going to love it. It's a great gift. It's a great giveaway. And I really think it's a conversation piece that leads people into talking about spiritual things. Carrie Vaughn, the uh, CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, joining us. And there that, that comes up again, the integrity of Dr. Rogers. We've talked about before when you've joined our program, a very powerful um, characteristic, really, to have. And uh, I'm sure it draws people in. What You've known him for many, many years. Talk about that aspect of his character and... Um, how that probably really resonated with people, yourself and or others, whether it's an example specifically you saw or, or how how much that would draw people in and ultimately really point them to the Lord. Yeah, I think Dr. Rogers knew that the more time he spent in communion with the Father, the more he became like the Father. And so the more time he was face-to-face with God, he started to have the heart and the habits 
in the hands of God himself. He became a reflection of the Savior, if that makes sense. Sure. Even to the point, Tim, where one Sunday when he was giving the invitation, he told the congregation, he said, I spend more time with God than I spend with you. And then there was a, a pause. And then he said this, I talk to God more than I talk to you. And when he said that, it just hit me. He is spending quality, undivided, unhurried time with his creator. And you can't walk away from that, Tim, without being a man or woman of true character or true integrity. And then secondly, Adrian knew that if he had the foundation of integrity, okay, or if he had the bedrock of integrity, then he could build on top of that. He could have accountability. He could have commitment. He could even have healthy conflict. But eventually he would have results in ministry because he stood on and was built on the foundation of integrity. And so, you know, again, it's very easy for us to look at the preaching, teaching of the ministry of Adrian Rogers and say, man, his greatest gift was he was a pulpiteer. I mean, he was a moderator. He was a preacher. And all that's true, by the way. It's very true. Again, I'll say it a third time. He was America's pastor. I truly believe that. But his greatest strength was the foundation of integrity because it was a reflection of the Savior, and it was a reflection of the time that he spent with the Savior. And that is a great takeaway for us. Well, and so folks understand, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I'll assume that someone's never heard the program. There's always a new listener, or new listeners that come through. The program, Love Worth Finding, uh, has been on the radio station here for many years, and it's on 6 a.m. each weekday. So just even tune in tomorrow and get a taste of what we're talking about, and you'll hear some of what Carrie Vaughn is sharing with us now. Um, but the idea that the, – the, the other word I could use is undistracted. When you talked about having quality time with God, it is a real issue for any of us today to have that undivided time with God, uncluttered, mm. when your, your, your cell phone, if nothing else, is calling your name before you've even put your feet on the floor – how can you – I mean, it's a battle any of us have to choose to say, I am going to not worry about all of the things that are coming at me or or the habit of let me check my email, let me check my Facebook, let me check my whatever. I'm going to focus and really have that time with God. I think that's a – I don't want to call it a dying art because I don't know the whole world. But I just knowing how much how much noise there is in our world, the integrity that Dr. Rogers had from spending time with God and everything else that came with it. That's something that can be achieved if we are disciplined. We can move in that direction, but it it makes the message I think that much more. I want to call it rare, but you know when you're listening to the program, love worth finding, you're you're hearing that, and you may not be hearing it in other places quite the same way. Uh, due to due, I agree, right? I agree. Right? Well, hey, to go back to the Adrianisms, uh, I'll give you a few things. Here's another Adrianism. Yeah, our greatest resource is prayer. So with every tool in the tool bag or every tool in the toolbox, guess what? Your greatest resource is prayer. Another one. We need God in America again, and prayer is the order of the day. And here's the last one. Face your problem, but focus on your God. So I think Adrian knew that this prayer thing was, again, a way of life. It's not a flippant 
prayer. It's not a drive-by prayer. But you pray as a way of life, and you pray in such a way that you grab a hold of God, and you never turn loose until he answers you. And so it's just you're praying without ceasing, and you're praying as a way of life, and you're praying throughout the day. And we go back to the Word of God that says, hey, the, the prayer of a the fervent prayer of a faithful, effective man availeth much. And so he knew that. He believed that. And not only did he believe it, he executed prayer in his life. And, you know, when you look at the Word of God, Jesus taught us to do several things. He taught us how to pray, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, he actually taught us how to pray. He taught us how to serve when he was washing the feet of the disciples uh, the night before his death and burial and resurrection. And so, you know, there's some things that Jesus taught us, but he taught us how to pray. And I think sometimes we're guilty of just, you know, doing a quick prayer or a one-time prayer. But what would our life be if we prayed as a way of life? So not for an hour, not for a day, not for a season, but as a way of life. Adrian was a Green Beret prayer warrior. Mm. And you saw the fruit in his life because of it. Kerry Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding Ministries, our guest. Quick break. Back with more in a moment. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing so. Chatting about, among other things today, Love Worth Finding Ministries, including the program with Adrian Rogers, which is heard weekday mornings at 6 on WFIL. LWF.org is their site. Kerry Vaughn is our guest. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. Uh, just again, mentioned this at the beginning. I want to encourage folks, if you've listened to the program and have been blessed by it, to consider being involved financially in some shape or form and through prayer for them. Um, just it gives you a taste of reality that it costs to be on the air and there are expenses for the ministry. Um, and people probably wouldn't disagree with that. But to be made aware of it, remember, when when was the last time perhaps you – contributed something toward the ministry because it'd be, really, it'd be like going to church and never putting anything in the offering basket. And again, I'm saying this, Carrie's not saying this. I'm saying it because it will benefit you if you put something, and this could be with anything in life where you have been blessed. If you had a good meal last night and didn't th- thank the person who made it and just got up and walked Amen. away from the table, what is that? So, <laughs> so in a good Amen. way, that's right? A, that's a good word, Tim. <laughs> no, that's a great word. And look, when you give, I, I'll give a last example here. You know, the money goes to also things like the website. You know, we've put a facelift on the website. So when you go to the website, everything we've talked about today is there. It's there. You can go into the search engine, type in a topic, faith, grace, forgiveness, mercy, whatever the topic may be, and every sermon, every devotional, every article is there at your fingertips at no cost. And so you can you can use that for personal growth. You can teach it. You can even preach it. You know, Dr. Rogers would often say, if my bullet fits your gun, then I shoot it. And so I think all that's there, but it allows us to beef up things on the website so that folks can go to it and they can get things like this character count, Adrianisms, the collected wit and wisdom of Adrian Rogers, uh, and all these other things we've mentioned are there at that website, on that dashboard. Be a part of it. Take advantage of it. There's some new things that are coming out. 
uh, in the future is talking about Faithful 31 Moms, the new ministry we have for young mothers. Yeah. It's a wonderful ministry. Uh, check it out. It's also on the app, which is LWF Ministries app. Uh, Conversations That Matter on Tuesday nights. That's a Facebook Live thing we do at 7 o'clock. As a matter of fact, tonight at 7 o'clock will be a Zoom interview Facebook Live session with me and Dr. O.S. Hawkins. And so if you want to tune into that, do that. But when you give, it allows us to do all that we've talked about today so that people can know him and the power of his resurrection. I love it. I love it. And uh, again, for folks tuning in, Kerry Vaughn is our guest. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. That conversations that matter tonight at 7 uh, Central, I guess 8 o'clock our time. Um, is that something that's done periodically, by the way, or, or is it every Tuesday, or how does that work? You know what? We do it every Tuesday evening. So every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, okay. uh, jump on the Facebook page and be a part of that. We've had some great pastors. We've had Dr. Jack Graham. We've had Dr. James Merritt. We've had Dr. Ben Mandrell, the president of Lifeway. And tonight we have Dr. O.S. Hawkins, who is the CEO president of Guidestone Resources. And all these pastors uh, loved Adrian Rogers. They served with him, and they understand our ministry, and they're behind it 100%. That's great. That's great. They'll also find on the site there's a, a place for devotion, a Bible study, Sermon outline, I think, for each day's broadcast. So if folks are listening in each weekday at 6, they can actually get the sermon outline for that day's broadcast. Am I right about that? that that's correct. They can. And uh, I'll say one other thing, too, Tim. When you go to the website, uh, we have a prayer wall. And so, again, I want to go back to prayer for a moment. Yeah. You can do two things. You can post your prayer, and please know it will be prayed for. And then number two, you can pray for other prayers. Because on that prayer wall, we have other requests. So you can post a prayer, but you can also pray for somebody else. You know, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that prayer changes things. And we believe that there's some things that God will not do until his people pray. And so take advantage of that uh, as we go forward. That's great. Carrie, can I ask you one other question? Absolutely. All right. One about, about the resources. I think you mentioned it earlier, and it's part of the grand prize this month for the uh, Love Worth Finding, again, is our ministry of the month for July. The uh, Discover Jesus book, there's a huge difference, obviously, between knowing about God and knowing God, mm. right? And you mm. can actually think, you can get them confused if you don't know any better. You can talk, I, I have friends who can talk about God very intelligently, actually, but they've missed the heart of the gospel and... uh you know, so anyway, if you could share about this from what I've seen so far, but I pray for them and, and I'm, you know, I'm rooting for them to know, the, <laughs> right? So it's not about, oh, they're, they're bad. There's like, just keep going, keep going. Um, talk about the book, if you would, for a moment, Discover Jesus and, and how people can uh, benefit from it, obviously, from the title. You know, many people miss it by 18 inches, and that's from the head to the heart. And so many people, and you know, you know folks, and I do too, yeah. they have a ton of head knowledge, but they have no heart knowledge. You know, I love history. I can tell you a lot of things about uh, some of our past presidents because I love American history. But guess what? I didn't know any of them personally. And so we're talking about discovering Jesus on a personal level. How, dis- how to discover uh, the Son of God and how he became the substitute 
on the cross for you and for me, and how he paid the ransom for us, and how he rose again, and he's alive and well, and he's working in and through our lives today. The Word of God says this, um, old things pass away, all things become new. And so there's a newness in Christ, and it talks about how to discover Jesus Christ in a more intimate, personal way. You're going to love it. It's a great resource. I highly recommend it. That's great. That's great. We appreciate your time today. And, uh, you know, oh, uh, one thing I love doing, we've been doing this program now almost a couple of years, is having folks on. We hope to have you on again before the year's out at least one more time, uh, just for an update on the ministry and things like that. I think it really helps people get to know the heart of Love Worth Finding and uh, and have that ongoing relationship. And today I learned, I hadn't really thought of this before from our previous conversations, but for me, I'm coming away, among other things, with the heart of Love Worth Finding, really that the focus is uh, is to, to feed the individual, but beyond, much further beyond that. And I, I think sometimes any even a sermon at church can be about, you know, a person's going to church, I, I, what am I going to get out of it? And that, right. that's fine, but you want to, you're going to get more out of it. You're going to get whatever it is. You're going to get more as you share it too. And it doesn't just stop with you. And it's, it's clear from the things you've shared a number of times, just brought it up. This is what, like the, um, the Adrianisms, the collected wit and wisdom of Adrian Rogers, how that's a good conversation started for, I, I know there are people listening who are like, I got friends I'm dying to reach. How can I do that? And, right. right. Or I've got business people in the community that I just want to hand it to, right? And yeah. let God work through it. And so, yeah, absolutely. Hey, by all means, we are a ministry that would say, come to Jesus. I mean, that was Dr. Rogers' slogan, come to Jesus. So we're very, very strong when it comes to evangelism. But I think where we really shine is when we come alongside the believer and we give them handlebars to grow and mature in their faith. I mean, think about all we've talked about today. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that is in Houston, Texas. He is a talented engineer, and he called me one day, and he said, I want you to know this. I'm being discipled and mentored by the ministry of Love Worth Finding, not by other men, not by other things, but by the ministry of Love Worth Finding because I'm just soaking in all the materials and all the content and information like a sponge. Mm. And so we are. We play, we play a big, big role in discipleship. So Jump on the website and partake. Amen. LWF.org. Carrie, it's great to talk to you again, and uh, God bless you. One day at a time, keep up the good work. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know your labor in Him is never in vain. Amen. 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 Tim, you're a good friend, and uh, we love and appreciate you, and also WFIL. Uh, can't thank you enough. God bless you and onward and upward. <laughs> Amen. It's Carrie Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. Heard weekdays at 6 a.m. on WFIL. That'll do it for today's program. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.